This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA Media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Uh, it is Friday, 22, uh, December, year of Lord 2023. Thank you. We're scrambling here to make sure this show <laughs> gets all put together. So much stuff happening. want to start, um, and Raheem Kassam is going to join us in a second. I would normally tell Raheem, I think the biggest story in the uh, New York Times this afternoon is about the absolute epic fail of Ron DeSantis' ground game. I mean, it's pretty stunning. Had they put all this money into this ground game, it absolutely just collapsed around him in Iowa as Ron DeSantis starts to fade from political memory here. But the biggest news, uh, breaking story in the New York Times earlier today, and we were going to try to get Tony in in the morning show as a scoop, but uh, we just couldn't pull it off. Tony Lyons, is, T- Tony Lyons joins us now. As everybody knows, Tony Lyons uh, runs Skyhorse. Uh, the founder, the CEO, uh, the driving force in back of it. We have our partnership and War Room Books with Skyhorse. Tony's fantastic. But he's published so many other great books. Naomi Wolf. Naomi's going to join us in a little while. But the the Bobby Kennedy books, his new book on the Wuhan lab. Wow, blockbuster. So many. You're really the lead, cutting edge on medical freedom. But today, a massive announcement. You acquired Regnery, which is, for people that are conservatives, is kind of the, the best brand in, in conservative books Tony, talk to us about it, and what can we expect in the future now that you uh, own Regnery and can infuse some capital into it? Yeah, I mean, my feeling is that uh, conservative books are being you know, kept out of bookstores, off bestseller lists. They're not getting reviewed in major newspapers. Uh, you know, So there's been this war on conservative writing, conservative thinking, and that's not what's supposed to happen in a democracy. So we're not going to let that stand. We're going to fight it. We're going to get these books back onto the bookshelves. And, you know, if people think that uh, their ideas are better, if The New York Times thinks that the ideas that they have are better, you know, they should let those ideas stand up in the marketplace of ideas. They don't need to censor these books. They can contradict them. You know, there should be dialogue and debate. And, you know, the best argument ought to win. And so I'm thrilled and proud to take over this publishing company. It's a legendary company. It's been around for 75 years. It's published, you know, some of the most important conservative writers. It's got Donald Trump's uh, book from 2015 that we're going to do a new (laughs) version of. Uh, Hopefully you'll write a forward to it. It's got Senator Rand Paul's recent book, Ted Cruz's book, Tulsi Gabbard's books, uh, Ann Coulter's books. So, you know, lots of really important books. And, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to have the opportunity to help, you know, push this brand into the future and not let these people get away with censoring and propaganda. 
You know, we're going to have Naomi here in, 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 a, in a while, and I'll ask her this also. But, you know, you're a classic kind of New York City liberal, right? Believer in civil liberties and, and all that. But it's the, the Democrat Party, and particularly the intellectual class of liberals and now progressives, are about shutting things down. But you're the leader. You have heroically published so many of the great titles on medical freedom, of which nobody wanted to touch and, quite frankly, banned. You're, you're the War Room's uh, publisher with, with our imprint. You now have Regnery. H- how does a guy who's a new, and I know you very well, Tony's as, as solid as they get, but how's a guy that goes from kind of a classic New York liberal? Um, that, you know, I, I'm not sure you know the world exists outside of New York City sometimes. Kidding. How do you go to now be one of the, the biggest, your Sky Horse is now arguably the biggest publisher of conservative or MAGA, or you can even argue right-wing anti-establishment uh, books? Well, I, I think that the you know Democratic Party um, used to believe that ideas should be you know open and free, that books should be dangerous and disturbing and thought provoking, and and that's what I believe, and that's what I still believe. So it's just that the Democratic Party has changed, and the Republican Party has taken over many of the values that used to be Democratic Party values. And those are, you know, values of real freedom, of freedom of speech, of medical freedom, of all kinds of freedom. And, you know, that's what I stand for. And I don't care what you call it. You've got I just want to talk about the 24 slate because this is huge news for because a lot of people we can tell you a lot of people in the conservative movement have a tough time getting their books published or, or an imprint to get editors and do all the kind of hard work you need to do to get a book ready. And one of the reasons is just lack of resources. I think that's what's so amazing about Skyhorse stepping in here. But you've got Rand, you've got a Rand Paul book. You have a Tulsi Gabbard book. What else can people look forward to in 24 that you know now that they can see under the Regnery imprint? Yeah, one of the things we're going to do is we're, we're going to do new editions of many of the great books that they've done. I don't have a sense of the full list, and, and we're definitely going to do some instant books. Uh, like I said, we're going to do a new edition of, of Trump's book. Um, but the main thing is that, you know, people should be able to read, to think, uh, you know, anything that they want. And we don't need the government telling us what to do, what to think, what to read or what to put into our bodies. And for me, that's a big part of what Skyhorse stands for and what I think Regnery stands for, too. So, I, you know, when I when I look at lots of the recent Regnery titles, I see they could be Skyhorse titles and, you know, Many of the authors are the same. Many of the blurbs on the books are the same. So I think this is a great combination. And we're going to make sure that conservative publishing, you know, is alive and free in America and that, you know, half the population gets represented in bookstores and in the media. And what you see is that, you know, conservative media really is doing well now. You know, The Washington Post is laying off people. But, you know, many places like the war room are doing really well. So I think that's what the future is, that people are tired of being lied to and they want media venues that are going to tell them the truth, that are going to let them see the full spectrum of ideas and decide for themselves what they believe. Uh, Tony, we're going to put the New York Times and the press release, all of it out and push it out hard. Uh, where do people get to you to find out more about this, your social media, where they go for uh, to get to uh, 
to get to Skyhorse? Yeah, the best place is skyhorsepublishing.com, or they can get in touch with me personally at Tony Lyons is Uncertain on Instagram. Tony Lyons is Uncertain. That's one thing we know you're not. Tony Lyons, uh, thank you. <laughs> Great acquisition. Uh, another marker along the, uh, along the journey, sir. Thank you. Thanks so much. Okay, Raheem's uh, going to join us now. I want to pivot to politics. Uh, Raheem, we'll get to ideas in a second. I want to ask you about Regnery because I know you know the publisher well, also the Mediate List. But let me start with the mundane first. Uh, you guys have been all over this probably better than most. This DeSantis situation it tweets out today. He's pulling, I guess, the TV ads or New Hampshire and, and additional ads in um, in Iowa. The New York Times has a brutal story of uh, and I think outside of the Regnery acquisition, the most important story of the afternoon about how they put all this money. And I mean, tens of millions of dollars into this ground game. They're going to knock on every door in all 99 uh, counties. It's trying to be an epic fail. What, give us an update on what you're learning. I know you got sources. What does this mean? And uh, what does it mean more broadly about these political campaigns? Well, look, Steve, it goes to show that there isn't really a, a shortcut um, in, in Mugger world. There isn't a shortcut to charisma. There isn't a shortcut to being a populist. You can you can throw as much money at it as you like, tens of millions of dollars in, in, in DeSantis and Never Back Down's case. Um, you can set up field operations all over Iowa. You could have a, an office on every street corner. Um, you could be endorsed by some of the most um, famous political grifters in the state. You can pay them for their endorsements. Uh, you can travel around uh, the entirety of the state. You can visit all the counties multiple times uh, with the governor. Uh, but it doesn't mean anything unless you are a candidate that embodies um, the principles of MAGA. Uh, people can see through it pretty easily. Uh, what, one of the things uh, the, the MAGA base has come to learn over the last several years is that there are a lot of uh, fakers. There are a lot of phonies. There are a lot of pretenders. There are a lot of people who will cozy up to Donald Trump, rub shoulders with Donald Trump. They'll buy the expensive tickets to Mar-a-Lago. They want the picture. They put on their campaign literature. But when it comes down to voting and whether that is at a local level, whether it is at a national level, uh, every way you look at it, the market base has learned to realize um, who is real and who is not. And it's quite simple. There are very few real ones out there. And some of the ones that you even thought were real for a long time end up trying to sell you out somewhere down the line because, you know, the inducement gets too attractive um, or the compromise gets too large. So this is what's happened to Ron DeSantis, is that people remember a Ron DeSantis who put out ads, who stood on stages with Donald Trump, who, who thanked him, who congratulated him, who called himself in his own ads you know, a pit bull Trump defender. That's what it said, pit bull Trump defender. And both the conscious and the subconscious juxtaposition that is going on in the voters' mind, especially in the early states, is how do you go from being a pit bull Trump defender when you need the votes of the MAGA base in Florida to going on television saying, yeah, no, I'm not actually going to step down from the Colorado primary if they continue to try and take him off the ballot. Yeah, I'm not going to support this man against his phony political indictments. You know, all of these things create a new vision of DeSantis that, that he, could, he could stand in front of you. In fact, if he stood in front of you all day long lecturing you on his position, you'd probably be turned off more than you'd be turned on. But he could stand in front of you 
all day long and try to convince you and try to convince you and try to convince you, it doesn't mean anything. When the character of the person that you're trying to display does not match up with your action, that's Ron DeSantis. Um, isn't also in policy, I mean, when DeSantis actually start, started running, it was just basically, I mean, he really didn't run to the right of Trump. There's an argument to be made. Some of the stuff he had on the vaccine, maybe, but he never, Bobby Kennedy kind of came into the, to his own primary Democratic and took that wind out of sales and DeSantis never really, I didn't think, pressed the vax or other issues out there. But it wasn't really running to the right of Trump. It was just, it was just Trump light with Ron DeSantis. And why is that an argument? Why would you ever, why, if you had to make the choice, why would anybody take DeSantis over Trump when he was kind of a milquetoast version of the same Trump policies? And, and, and much of it, like in Ukraine and others, kind of fell back to be, quite frankly, neoliberal, neocon, maybe not as bad as Nikki Haley, but you just didn't see any difference. Why, why support this guy? Yeah, look, if you if you launch your campaign the way he did, right, which is, you know, I get it. There was a there was a he was trying to have a cool moment by doing on X with with Elon Musk, but it failed. It failed miserably. Um, and then that wasn't even really the campaign launch. The real campaign launch, people forget, was in was in the was at the donor reception, the billionaire donor reception uh, at the Four Seasons in Miami. That was the real campaign launch. And when that's how you want to launch your campaign instead of like a big speech instead of you know to, to fanfare all of this it kind of it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the thing then obviously you look at the types of people he's hired i won't i won't get personal about it but i know all of a lot of them personally and i wouldn't trust many of them to run a bath for me let alone run a political campaign um but i, I like to i like to think of the, the desantis stuff you know especially because of what you just mentioned right running to the right, the vaccine stuff. It's, I like to think of it in the following way. Data. Uh, if you ask people, and we've done this story a number of times because I always like to check myself, right? My, my perhaps instincts are not good enough in this circumstance. I've found that they have been good enough every single time. The, the top stories are immigration, the border, economy, um, you know, several other things in a list, and you go down it, and even the turning point straw poll what was last on it? Last priority, woke and DEI. Well, what was DeSantis' big thing when he came out? Woke and yeah. DEI. Was woke. Okay, hang on for one second. We're going to take a short break. Raheem's going to stick with us for the hour. Naomi Wolf is on deck. Short break. Back in a moment. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k 
401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, Christmas, Friday, 22 December, Year of the Lord, 2023. Do we class ourselves up when we get Raheem on here with that that clipped British accent? Did Raheem have, we have Avery, did Raheem help with the music selections? We're going to find that out here in a moment. Um, fascinating conversation, by the way, yesterday morning with Raheem Ben Harnwell, Dave Brad about uh, a civilization that has... Um, Confidence, and you can see that in the music of the 19th and 18th century. Uh, Naomi Wolf, Naomi, first off, I, I just want to, because you kind of are a classic liberal, Tony Lyons is, believer in civil liberties. Tony Lyons has now become, I think, the most heroic of all the publishers in the book industry. And one of the reasons I love Tony, Tony loves books. He believes books are necessary to drive ideas. And one of the things I keep saying about young people today or people, the phone has made them so. Da, 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 that they can't read books and hold the argument of a book in its its head. But your thoughts about Tony Lyons and Skyhorse, given you've put out a couple, three quite controversial books over the last couple of years. Talk to me about it. It's, it's such a such a turning point in American culture. It's so indicative of the abandonment of the field of um, real publishing, real media by the left, that this classical liberal publisher – uh, has snatched up one of these legacy conservative publishing houses. It's incredible. It's also a good business move. Um, so first, let me speak to the cultural shift. Basically, what's happening right now in publishing, um, if people are not aware, and there's no reason they should be because it's very kind of um, domestic infighting, is that publishing houses are rebelling. Uh, the staff are rebelling in a woke way against promoting, publicizing, um, doing their jobs in relationship to conservative or even quote unquote controversial um, titles. And so over and it's, it's made uh, legacy publishing incredibly precarious. Um, for instance, one of our commentators at Daily Cloud, J.J. Carroll, he has a wonderful book about the open border and his publisher kind of legacy publisher kind of freaked out um, when it came time to bring it to market because there was resistance among the ranks. This has happened over and over, even to like biographies of people of legendary names that got caught up in sort of Me Too issues or um, in some way crossed that invisible, always shifting tripwire of woke third railness, right? Uh, the staff will say, we can't do it. We're not going to promote it. And then there goes a giant advance or you know, the, the book can't get to market. So legacy media has become insane and counterproductive. Uh, and as a result, not only just to make a decent pipeline of books to market, but also as a, as a, as a 
kind of ability to bring ideas to market, Skyhorse's move is really telling and important um, because by by getting Regnery, which is this kind of well-established, legendary house, saving it from being acquired by Simon & Schuster or Random House, there are literally only four big legacy publishing um, conglomerates left. Um, Basically, they're saving conservative ideas, but they're also saving independent ideas. Um, And now I'm going to go to why it makes good business sense. And, and, uh, you know, like disclosure, Skyhorse is publishing us too. You guys are publishing us too. Nonetheless, I still think this is a fantastic business move because the left is becoming, meaning the legacy media is becoming so orthodox um, and so rigid in their thinking that look at what is conservative, right? Or even Skyhorse. You guys aren't just publishing um, you know, right-wing MAGA Republican uh, titles. You're publishing people like Dark Eon, Futurism, AI. This should transcend everybody's ideology as a really important subject. You know, you're publishing the Wuhan cover-up, super important public interest subject that's not partisan, you know, by RFK Jr. or Skyhorses. Um, you're, as you mentioned, Skyhorses publishing medical freedom books. You're publishing our Pfizer papers in April, a gigantic nonpartisan effort by a group of totally nonpartisan, selfless doctors and scientists to tell the world what's in the Pfizer documents, now what's in their bodies. Um, So arguably, the the left has become so, I don't want to use a vulgar term, but self-referential to to substitute for a vulgar term, and and self-regarding and brittle intellectually, that the whole field of important ideas has been abandoned, and Skyhorse is moving in, Daily Cloud is moving in, the War Room has already moved in. Um, You know, I would say arguably arguably your own slate and the appeal of your your podcast, you know, you're not doing like rigid partisan uh, guests, you're doing a whole host of relevant people who are bringing ideas to the fore that don't accord with the legacy media narrative. And that is the legacy media narrative is so co-opted that that is now the center of cultural debate has shifted to these independent news sites and publishing houses. And thank God, I think that that's going to be a counterbalance to the scaled up efforts we see all around us um, of these globalists to censor. I want to. I, I know we came out talking about Christmas. I'm gonna try. I got to get to that in the next couple of days with you because um, we're jammed for time. But I got to ask you this it, it, because I got to say, and you know, I'm a voracious reader. One of the most nuts books I've read in 2023 or in any year, put up by a major publishing house, is. And I don't want to say this. I don't want this to be misinterpreted by Media Matters, which I know will be. Is the obsess the obsession and stalking of Naomi Wolf by Naomi Klein? No, I mean it is. I just got a copy to go through it. It's insane. I mean, the part about me is nothing compared. I mean, there is this bizarre. I know your husband is a, a special forces guy and a pretty tough hombre, but man, oh man, how can a major publishing house? And you think about it in normal times, this would be insane to publish this. Nobody would put that book out. It's yeah. like somebody that's it, it, it's like in a basement that gets all weirded out in a midlife crisis and kind of picks this woman who has a similar name and a, a fairly similar career. And it's it, the book's a stalker's manual, is it not? Um, I still haven't read it. <laughs> I'm trying to get through my life and never actually reading it. Um, but, you know, I've certainly read enough excerpts that are very, very disturbing. You know, I can't avoid it because it was just coming over my feed featured in The New York Times. 
and you know, I, I wrote a piece acknowledging just from what I read, classic stalker behavior. I mean, classic definition of a certain subset of stalkers. I'll just say it. Um, well, I don't want to say it, but it's a, it's a when people obsess about someone, um, follow their appearances, imagine that they have a relationship with them, which they don't. I gather <laughs> I've said things to her that I have never said to any any memory I have in my whole life. Um, this has a, this is a classic stalker profile, and people don't need to be. Um, physically threatening. My husband doesn't think she's a physical threat to me, but, uh, it is threatening, um, that her followers, uh, may, you know, pick up on the very othering, very objectifying, very obsessive, antagonistic, um, tone she takes from me. And I do want to know that the New York times, it, totally improperly ran a piece in which she was meditating on doppelgangers being killed by their, you know, others, meaning, that would be me being killed in her scenario. And the New York Times ran a, an illustration for this op-ed that showed a wolf or a dog that looks like a wolf, it's unclear, being strangled with blood coming out of its mouth. So, you know, right. you and I get all kinds of threats all day long. So does anyone. No, in the- no, 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 no coincidence. No coincidence is a wolf. <laughs> Look at that. They're strangling a wolf. It's, it's kind of creepy. So, uh, you know, what can we make of this? I think you're right. Like it goes to the our earlier conversation a minute ago about Tony Lyons and Regnery and Skyhorse and War Room. Um, never in a million years before the co-option, thoroughgoing co-option of publishing on the left, legacy media, would any lawyer have allowed a psycho book, you know, a, obsessing about a public right. figure to be released? It would have destroyed their reputation. No. But um, I found the money flow. <laughs> Uh, which is pharma, is the back, it's in back of this, this yes. public. Mm-hmm. Well, you also found with her husband. We got I want the book on the other side, though. Talk about your book that's out. Uh, and uh, I want to make sure everybody gets a chance because it's, it's really a shout out to the War and Posse and kind of the journey you've gone through, kind of a sequel to the first book. Well, walk us through it. Where do people get it? Where can people get all your writings and everything you're working on? It's so much to go through with you. It's so much happening. So um, that was, the, you know, the bad Naomi and her bad book. This is the good Naomi and the good book. And it's called Facing the Beast. And good it is the mirror image um, in a positive way. And in the subtitle is Courage, Faith and Resistance in a New Dark Age. And it really does tell the story of this incredible journey we've all taken together in the last two years um, with the posse, with War Room, with the work of the War Room, Daily Club, Pfizer Documents, volunteers, and um, how they basically saved humanity, uh, or we all saved humanity, all of our efforts. Um, and it's also kind of my my personal journey from being exiled by the left, best thing that ever happened to me, um, new conversations with um, people like you, people like Tucker Carlson, uh, libertarians and conservatives, and people of faith across, you know, quote unquote, the rest of America, once I got ejected from the bubble of the legacy media left. Um, And so how I realized that a lot of things I believed uh, were based on lies. Um, And there's a chapter called Dear Conservatives, I Apologize. Uh, and, And lastly, it's also a journey of faith, because I do think we're living you know, we've shifted since 2020 into not ordinary history, and we're living in kind of a biblical history. And I go into my thoughts about that. Wow. Perfect Christmas gift, by the way. Okay. Uh, it's fabulous. I want everybody to go there. Daily Clout. you got Naomi. We're going to get our social media up. Naomi, thank you very much. Thank Merry you. Christmas, Merry Christmas, ma'am. Happy Merry Hanukkah. Happy holidays. All of it.
And we will for Real Warrior. Okay, um, Raheem's going to come back. We're going to get into this. I got Dr. Thayer. I want to spend a couple minutes with Dr. Thayer. Dr. Thayer, one of the principal architects of the anti-CCP movement in our nation and how they've tried to shut down guys like Dr. Thayer. All next in the war room. Dr. Thay, I just want to get you on for a minute or two. I know you're jammed and you took time away to do this. I appreciate it because Tony Lyon, uh, we've got a, a big project we're working on with you and Captain Jim Fresnel. We'll announce that uh, at the beginning of the year. But I want to go back. It's just not this um, shutting down of voices. I mean, you're one of the most prominent, thoughtful uh, strategists and analysts of, of, of the Chinese Communist Party, the Chinese military. Yet when I look at you and others, there has been this massive, massive development over the last year or two, a couple of years, to basically shut down the voices that are prepared to call out the CCP and talk about the dangers we face as a nation from an institution, an organization that is the single most in, in, uh, existential threat to the United States, sir. Indeed, it is, uh, uh, Steve, and and uh, that, that's how totalitarian states operate. Uh, they don't want to have any criticism, they don't want to have any analysis, and they don't want uh, any effective balancing against them, any response uh, against them. So they've worked very hard to penetrate uh, the ideas industry and have done so spectacularly successfully. We can think about film, where they put pressure on legendary films. Steve, you know that from your time in Hollywood, how uh, the PRC penetrated Hollywood. Uh, they put pressure on Cambridge University Press and Cambridge University. Uh, so uh, they put pressure on universities and, and uh, media, of course, and have done so again incredibly successfully. Uh, because what do they do? They offer money. Uh, and with that comes a tremendous influence. And so what, uh, just, just, just tell, tell the audience how bad academia is. I mean, guys like yourself who used to be and used to have a robust part of academia of, of just of teaching kids and, and going to seminars and conferences. They're getting rid of a whole generation. Oh, there I am right there. A whole generation of guys like yourself that are giving the other side of the coin about decoupling and taking on the CCP. Uh, absolutely. And that's the point. It's a decapitation strategy, right? They want to separate uh, any uh, effective strategy against them uh, and uh, thus limit uh, its effectiveness. And so it's not a surprise that it's very difficult in American universities to be anti-CCP uh, because CCP is providing money to universities uh, around and to think tanks. Uh, and that's simply uh, they owned, if you will, the battle space uh, very significantly. This is why your work and Tony Lyons's work providing avenues uh, for individuals to publish that offer the truth uh, and that offer ideas that will allow us to respond to uh, the CCP's tyranny is extremely uh, is so important. Uh, and, uh, and and welcome and w well overdue because presses were cowed as well as uh, found philanthropic foundations were. Uh, but uh, in our media, Steve, as you well know, uh, again, because of the money 
uh, and because to some degree of the uh, ideological convergence uh, between many of our elites and the CCP uh, means that there's only one product, right? There's only one attitude, one approach uh, towards the CCP, and that's the engagement school, right? We need to sustain trade. Yes. We need to sustain investment. Nothing can affect that. That's the 11th commandment, right? Moses did bring down an 11th commandment, and that was the engagement school, right? you got to invest in trade. Amazing. Uh, and we're Dr. Thayer, where do people... Where do, where do, where do people go to get your writings? We'll do more of this between Christmas and uh, and New Year. Where where do people go over the holiday over the Christmas break uh, to get to your writings, Certainly. to get your thoughts? Uh, Bradley Thayer, uh, uh, Brad Thayer at X, and Bradley Thayer at Getter and Truth. Thanks very much, Steve. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Dr. Thayer is one of the leaders of that group of the decoupling and the taking on and confronting the Chinese Communist Party from a realist point of view. You're seeing those voices shut down academia, think tanks, all of it. Um, and that's where we're so proud of him as one of the contributors here. So, so Raheem, you've got Charlie Kirk giving this interview to Alex Marlowe saying that, hey, they've been notified by Fox that no Fox personnel can come to Amfest. You went out there for the first time uh, and you went out with the war and we really appreciate you coming with us. Give us your thoughts. I mean, you, you see this. They got the new Mediate list. You, you, you guys have done a great job at National Pulse to try to be independent, not be dependent upon either conservative media or, more importantly, conservative donors. Just walk me through all of your thoughts right now as, as this gets to be, I think, one of the most important. The information warfare part of this is going to be so important uh, ending 23 and going into 24. Well, I hope you don't mind me recalling this story, Steve, but I remember being in the war room with you a couple of years ago. I think this was before the, the 2020 election. And uh, and I said to you, I'm not going to go on Fox anymore. I'm not going to uh, respond to their bookers and their producers when they try and have me on. I'm, I'm sick of them. I'm sick of everything. And you, you said to me at the time, I don't think you can give up an audience as big as Fox News right now. But it was coming. It was always coming. This 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 attitude, this shift, uh, this spitting in the face. I remember the, that. Hang movement. on. Hang on. What was, what was that? What was that? What was that fight over? I remember that you had just you had been a co-host when we started War Impeachment. And for the first, you know, first six months or so, then you got just start National Pulse. Because you were on Fox all the time, and I think you were on Laura Ingram, you were on Tucker a lot. What, what, what was the what was the throwdown about? No, I don't even recall a particular moment. It had just become a very fractious relationship where they were sort of yeah. And, and, and as you probably know, I don't like these three or four minute hits. You can't really get anything out. I don't like sitting on the panels with other guests, things like that. And it just got to a position where they're they're. They were squashing voices that were even notionally pro-Donald Trump. They were squashing populist nationalist voices. They were making mockeries of people. You know, the way you, you alluded to it at the Cowboy Church the other day, but the way they treated Matt Gates as the whole McCarthy thing was going down, they weren't just calling him, you know, ill-mannered or, or not having a plan. You know, they were implying on, on national television that he was a sex trafficker. And, 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 and you know, a couple of years ago, I just saw this this whole thing coming with Irina Briganti and the team over there at Fox. Um, they hate you. They hate all of us. They hate anybody that loves America. They hate 
um, the idea of nationalism, because it's it's inherently a, a globalist corporate structure. You have to understand the background to all of this as well, ladies and gentlemen. You know, Rupert Murdoch partnered with Mark Zuckerberg 10 years ago on the project for a new American economy. This was designed to mass import cheap migrant labor into the United States. And you stand in the way of that. And so it's it's one thing for them, they've made their money off you. They made their money off Trump. Uh, they did all that, and now and now they're coming for you, right? That's that's what this whole plan has been about. And so I welcome it. I welcome what Charlie's done. I welcome your position uh, on on what you call you know television for stupid people. Um, and I think it needs it needs to be brought brought down. And I mean, I'd say a notch or two. I'd say a notch or ten. Yeah, you you are very familiar. You went with us for years to to CPAC. Tell me about your thoughts about your first Amfest, energy ideas, all of it. Yeah, amazing, amazing. I I really, you know, I loved the early CPAC days. Uh, Ten thousand people, um, magnificent stages, speakers, packed exhibitor booths, all of that kind of thing. And this really, this really brought me back there. Um, What they've done, not just in terms of production value. But in terms of the energy in the room, yeah, I think this year, uh, <laughs> it's going to say this is going to sound so bad, but this year women overtook men as attendees for the first time at the Turning Point Conference. That has never happened at a conservative conference that I've ever been to before. Trust me. Wow. We know, especially was uh, when I was in wow. my mid-20s hanging around these things, we knew what, what, the, um, what the ratio was like there. And so it's attracting massively different groups of people, massively energized groups of people. And it's not just giving them the kind of raw, speeches up there on the main stage. It's actually, I've found so much and so many people coming away with so much detail about policy, so much detail about what they can do on the ground, so much detail about how they can get involved. And, and that's what, what has always been missing, not just from like CPACs going back you know, uh, 10, 15 years, but but from the broader conservative movement. It, and it's, it's, it's gatekeeping, right? In a way, a lot of the D.C., uh, consultant class, political class. They don't actually want ordinary Americans involved in this stuff. They want to take your money for your tickets. They want you to buy things from the exhibitor booths, but they don't actually want you involved in their in their dynamics. This changes all of that. Firstly, it's not in Washington, D.C., which is a massive, massive boon to it. Uh, secondly, it is designed to bring people in, not just bring their money in and keep them out. And I, I, I think it was phenomenal. Uh, real quick, give me a couple of minutes on how important this uh, reg- regnery acquisition by uh, Skyhorse is. Well, it's huge for me because No-Go Zones was with Regnery Books back in 2017. So I'm hoping we can do a follow-up on that, whether it's a No-Go Zones down at the American border or maybe we need to revisit Europe and do an update on it. Um, but 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 it's a huge publisher. It's got a huge back catalogue. I think Tony there was being being rather modest about its back catalogue, but it's 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 massive. I know a lot of the folks over there, they're great folks uh, and have, have historically done a decent job of, 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 of providing top quality, well-edited content for the audience, but as you as you know, you know books are hard to sell. Books are hard to um, to convince younger people, especially, uh, to dive into. So excited about the fact that this has been given a new lease of life, and excited about the fact um, that that it's that it's not going to be just another one of these. 
um, publishers that that over you know when No Go Zones came out it was a bestseller and the New York Times kept it off the bestseller list. They they even outright said we're keeping this off the bestseller list editorially. We just can't put a book like this on there, even though it sold enough copies uh, to get on there. So hopefully uh, this change in this change in ownership, this change in direction will kind of force a lot of those guys to buck their ideas up and say, well, you know, these guys are selling ten fifteen thousand copies of a book the first week out. Maybe we better feature them in our list. We'll see. Uh, Raheem, you, uh, you're going to be back in the war room on Tuesday to do the, your annual Boxing Day uh, special. How do people get to National Pulse uh, between now and then? Yeah, a couple of things for you. The nationalpulse.com forward slash warum is where you can go to sign up to uh, support what we call radically independent news. That means we take no money from billionaires, millionaires, uh, corporates, political campaigns. You know, More often than not, people come to me demanding that I take a certain line on things, and I, I have several words for them, which I can't say live on air. Uh, but that radical independence is supported by ordinary people who come and sign up at the nationalpulse.com forward slash war room. So if you support my expletives, <laughs> do that. You can also get gift subscriptions, the nationalpulse.com forward slash gift. It's a wonderful present, the gift of real news, as we say. I'm always grateful to be here with you, Steve, um, on the war room. Raheem, thank you very much. Uh, Merry Christmas, brother, and uh, look Christmas. forward to, uh, to seeing the show on uh, on Tuesday. Thank you, brother. Cheers. you got to get National Pulse. It's a, it's a must-read. Now you get the great editing of Raheem and his team. The team's all on top of things, but you also get these editorial, editor notes, which contextualize, which is what folks need today, the contextualization of, uh, of uh, news and media since coming so hard. Okay. Um, over the Christmas holiday, why don't you go to birchgold.com? You're going to get something totally free here. You're going to get the end of the dollar empire. People have been printing it out, bringing it. I think it's like this thick now, totally free. Delve into it. it. Even if you only stand half of it, but I think we did it so, make it accessible to people. It's, under, it's important for you to understand the politics of money and the politics of currency. It's going to be quite huge in uh, 2024, and it's going to come on us right when we get back. Everybody gets back on the 9th to Washington, D.C. It's going to hit right then because guess what? We're going to be talking about shooting, uh, turn, uh, shutting down the government. Shut the Either shut the border or shut the government. And the big fight is going to be, guess what, about money. You have to understand money. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. And while you're reading it, Make sure you get a pot of Warpath coffee, the dark roast. Come on, try it. We've worked with Tej Gill and the team about a year and a half, two years, so make sure we get the acid out of it. Warpath.coffee slash Romy, get your discounts. Okay, short commercial break. We're going to be back uh, for the wrap-up of the 5 o'clock and the beginning of the 6 o'clock show here in the War Room on a Friday before Christmas. Back in a moment. Friday before the Christmas weekend. Tomorrow we're going to do our special we do every year on um, Christmas Eve. 
Joining us will be Carol Swain. Uh, joining us will be Dr. Larry, Dr. Carol Swain. She's been in the news all over because of the Harvard situation. Also, uh, Dr. Larry Swikert, the co-author of Patriots History of America, and Mike Lindell. And we're going to be talking about the traditions of Christmas, both then and now, modernity, all of it. Uh, you don't want to miss this. It'll be quite enjoyable. Then on we're going to replay that on Christmas Eve, uh, Sunday, and then on Monday, the Combat History of Christmas with Patrick K. O'Donnell. We're going to take you from Trenton on Christmas night with the Washington Cross and the Delaware for all the details of the of that historic battle against the Hessians. Also going to deal with the Civil War, a raid on Salem, Virginia, at a railroad crossing. Very important. And then we're going to do uh, Bastogne, the Battle of the Bulge, and Chosen Reservoir, the heroic marine uh, retreat in the snow and 20-degree minus weather in uh, Korea during the Korean War. All of it uh, to see about Patriots. Mike Lindell, uh, as we get into the uh, to the weekend, to Christmas weekend, tell me about I want to make sure we got the operators fully employed and still the factory floor. You guys have given up some of their holiday to get Christmas bonuses and make sure everything gets shipped out. How are we doing? We're doing great. And everybody, uh, uh, this Christmas, I'm wishing you all a Merry Christmas. Uh, Three websites, LindellRecoveryNetwork.org, if you have anybody out there struggling in addiction, and uh, um, give them that website. Uh, the LindellPlan.com, if you want to give talk about the hope for the country, the plan to secure our election, and then MyPillow.com. Right now, you guys, uh, to thank the War Room Posse, I know a lot of you maybe haven't got your Christmas shopping done. We are doing today, we're running a free shipping on everything, and we're giving our digital gift cards out. Our digital gift cards you can get right now. They'll come to you immediately and use that promo code WARROOM. Those your, uh, uh, everyone can get free shipping uh, on their orders, so when you open your gifts, you can say, here, I have the best gift ever. It's a MyPillow gift card. So when we have the flannel sheets, get yourself a gift right now. You've helped my pillow so much, the War Room Posse. Uh, we have the flannel sheets. That's uh, um, Steve's kind of put them. This is the War Room. These are you guys have kind of took uh, that is your territory. The flannel sheets. We have all the sizes. All the they're still available. Every color is still available. Get those with free shipping on your entire order. And then um, check out mypillow.com. Go down there. All of the all the specials. We're going to keep them going through Christmas here, free shipping on your entire order. I don't know if you have the website, we can pull it up the, uh, um, but they, we have the, um, we have the down comforters over 60% off everybody uh, that you can still get those for yourself, but get the big ticket items, get the beds, uh, you get the mattresses for yourself, get those MyPillow mattress toppers, the MyPillow 2.0, you guys get these and you can, uh, Get that free shipping. Shipping's very expensive nowadays. Get the free shipping plus those huge discounts. So get yourself that gift. Uh, after this, uh, we get through. Uh, you know, we got to get into 2024 sleeping great and and get yourself the gift of great sleep. But but please call 800-873-1062. My operators now they they all know about the War Room Posse, Steve. They all know about it. They know that they've helped secure their jobs, and you guys have. And now it's our way of giving back. We're going to continue the free shipping up for the War Room Posse uh, using that promo code War Room and those gift cards. Get the get all your Christmas shop done right now. Use that promo code War Room. Get those 
those digital Christmas gift cards. Go, go to MyPillow.com. You'll go down, you'll see me wearing a Santa hat for those gift cards. And then again, free shipping on your entire order. So you get the best of both worlds. Get your Christmas shopping done and get yourself the greatest gift ever, the gift of great sleep. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate it. See you tomorrow on our Christmas Eve yeah, session. Mike Lindell, the number is 800. Brother, 800-873-1062. Tell the folks there when they answer, Merry Christmas. Make your order. Let them know that the War Room uh, has their back. One thing we should do, particularly in this season, maybe some flu or people getting under the weather, present company excluded, make sure you go to Jace Medical. How about that? Check it out and find out how Jace Medical, Dr. Sean and the team uh, have hardwired around the supply chains of the Chinese Communist Party. Remember with Dr. Thayne, what's happening, the suppression of voices against the CCP, it's harder to find this information out at all. You've got War Room, you've got a couple other sites that hammer every day the Chinese Communist Party and, and their um, uh, not just suppression, but dictatorial uh, rule over Lao Beijing or the Chinese people. Well, hey, guess what? Unrestricted warfare, they've got you also by the throat. Uh, JaceMedical.com, they've got 100% of active pharmaceutical ingredients, 100% they control, and they control about 80% of generics. And even the 20% that are in India are all dependent upon API from the CCP. Make sure you get around it. Go to jacemedical.com and check it out today. Also, want to make sure you go to Birch Gold. Always go to Birch Gold. Talk to Philip Patrick and the team. When you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon, make sure you talk to Philip Patrick and the team and ask him, hey, Steve keeps saying that gold's a hedge for 5,000 years of mankind's history. Well, you would know that if you've been at War Room for the last three years. I think it was in 2019 that they first came on as a sponsor. If you look at the run from 2018 to 2019, it's been pretty impressive. Now, we don't give you financial advice. We lay out the macro case for where things are going, and we've had a pretty good track record. you got to talk to Philip Patrick and the team what it means to you, what it means as a hedge against turbulent times. The one thing I will tell you about 2024 that we know as we wrap up here in the Christmas season 2023, that 2024 is going to be one of the most turbulent years in the history of the United States of America and the world. On that, I think we can agree when we look at the trends. So make sure you talk to the guys at Birch Gold right now and find out what that means uh, for you and how gold maybe can play a role in hedging the turbulence for your family and your personal finances. Short, short break. We're going to take, come back in a moment. We're going to start with Boris, get a complete update uh, with President Trump and his team. And then we're going to get into I'm going to break down some things that happened at AmFest, give some commentary and observations. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. 
A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. War Room Health, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.